How do you do? Unfortunately, some children are born into situations that they should not have to endure, places marked by neglect, poverty, and abuse. Today we'll hear the story of a young girl who did not experience the kind of love and care that she deserved as a child. And we will celebrate the miracle that a supernatural love did, in fact, reach her. That's when her heart and mind and life were unshackled. Mom? Mom? Is that you? Mom, what is it? What's wrong? Rosie left us. She ran from the cops. Where? Where did she go? I don't know. Okay, okay. This will be okay. We'll find her. She took your brother. <laughs> this is Unshackled, dramatizing true life stories produced in Chicago by Pacific Garden Mission. Founded in 1877, Pacific Garden Mission makes a big impact on the lives of the homeless in Chicago through food, clothing, lodging, and counsel. Some of our counselors know firsthand what it means to be homeless, so they are in a unique position to meet spiritual as well as material needs. The goal is not just relief, but regeneration. The Unshackled programs on the air since 1950 can be heard in almost every nation on Earth and have been translated and adapted into 14 languages besides English. Now for broadcast around the Earth, here is episode number 3642 in the series Unshackled, the program that makes you face yourself and think. I am the daughter of my mother and a truck driver I never knew. He was killed during my mom's pregnancy. My brother Richard was born before me from a different man. Because my mother did not have the means to provide for him, the authorities threatened to take him from her. But my mom found a friend in her tenement. Rosie was also a single mother, and she let my mom and Richard live with her. I was named after Rosie. She was part of the home I was born into. I was four years old when she told me my future. I'm hungry. Well, I don't have anything to offer you till your mom gets home. There's an ice cream truck outside. We don't have money for that. How come those kids have money for that? Because they're different. How are they different? Stand right here so you can look in my eyes. Am I in trouble? I have to tell you something. You will never be a good girl. You hear me? Even if... No, no ifs. That's just the way it is. That's who you are. Sooner you understand it, the better. The woman in our story struggled under abuse at home without hope for her future. This is the story of her journey towards healing and love. The true story of Rosemary Florio, right now on Unshackled. The abuse was constant and took many forms. My brother and I suffered under regular threats of punishment, and supper time was our only meal. Chicken! You must finish your supper in 15 minutes. I am timing you. It's hot. Eat it, Rosemary. It's too hot. Hurry. 
You're wasting valuable time. You know what happens if you don't make it? No TV for a week. Can I please have some water? You know the rules. Think about tomorrow morning. We'll get water at school. Think about how good it will taste. Okay. And keep eating. It was a lose-lose situation. If we did get to watch TV, Rosie would force me to rub her feet until it was time for bed. One time, she even put candy around her foot and made me eat it. I was always thirsty because we weren't allowed any water at home. It was the school lunch program that saved Richard and me from starvation. But we learned to be resourceful down at the park. Nice hit, Marty. Excuse me? I'm up to bat next. You'll need water then. Can we fill up your can for you? Hey, sure, that'd be great. 50 cents. <sighs> to the brim. You got it. There was nowhere I felt safe. Bedtime was full of opportunities to get in trouble. If I didn't fall asleep fast enough, Rosie would scare me with fake bugs. She would stand over me with a stick, and if I moved in the bed, she would strike me with it. I lay very still, trying to understand what I had done wrong, if this was how it was for most kids. Excuse me. Rosie? Didn't I already put you to bed? Yes, I was just... I have to use the bathroom. You know you're not allowed to do that after you've gone to bed. I really have to go. Well, plan better next time. Let me get my stick. When I was 12 years old, my mom married a German man named Bill. It didn't change my situation, but my brothers improved. He was allowed to spend the night with Bill and go on outings with him. When Richard was gone, I got to sleep in his bed, but most nights I slept on a cot in the kitchen. This made it easy for Rosie's son, Thomas, to find me. He came over every Saturday night. Rosemary, you up? I can tell you're pretending to be asleep. Just came to get a glass of water. And to see you, of course. Please, don't. The molestation finally stopped when I told my mother, who informed the police. But I'll never forget Rosie's words. She must have done something to make him do it. The guilt consumed me. It wasn't until counseling much later in life that I realized it wasn't my fault. I endured bullying at school and at the girls' club I attended on the weekends. Finally, one day, I did something about it. Don't forget, your conclusions are due Friday. And I don't just want you to copy your introductions word for word. I want to see some uh, reflection, some enthusiasm in your writing. Hey, uh, Rosemary, can you stick around for a sec? Yeah? How's your paper coming? Good, thanks. I'll have it ready. Oh, I know you will. I actually just wanted to check in with you. Are, are you doing okay? Uh-huh. Is uh, everything all right at home? Yeah. Okay. Um, you can always come to me if you ever need... No. What? It's not all right. Actually. Hmm. Well, have a seat, dear. Tell me what's going on. 
Ms. Lopez was so warm and gentle, unlike the adults I'd grown up with. She listened to me. She respected me. She gave me water and food, and it wasn't long before... Who's that? I don't know. Don't open it if it's a stranger. She's a lady with a coat that says CPS, Ch Child Protective Services. Go in your room. I don't have a room. Don't talk to Rosie that way. Go in Richard's room now. Are you going to let her in? No. Get out of here. Now. I still wonder how my story might have changed if the social worker had been allowed in that day. Instead, I was sent away to camp. And when I came home, I learned that Rosie had left. She took her daughter and Richard and ran from the authorities. My mom made every effort to locate them, only to learn they had moved to Rochester, New York. We left the life I knew to search for them, and when we finally tracked them down, the abuse resumed. I grew even more withdrawn and traumatized in this new environment. Though I still got picked on at my new school, I finally found refuge somewhere I least expected. That was really good. Really? Yes. You sure you weren't on Broadway when you lived in the city? <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> We're all going to Ed's after rehearsal today for ice cream. You want to come? Sure. I think you've got the dance down really good. I wouldn't be surprised if Mr. Carl moves you to the downstage line. Downstage? Like closer to the audience. Oh. The stage used to be slanted, like in Shakespeare's time or whatever. So downstage means closer to the audience, and upstage means far away. Wow. You know so much about this. I'm surprised you're not one of the leads. I have a small part for sure, but I'm going to do my best for Jesus. What do you mean? I just mean, ultimately, like... I love Jesus more than theater, and you can always serve him, like, no matter what you're doing. Sorry, do you mean, like, Jesus who died on the cross? <laughs> That's the one. Oh, cool. Come on, let's run it again from the top. I never understood why Jesus died on the cross, even though I knew it was a big deal. And I certainly didn't understand how or why Valerie would play her part for Jesus. Then, on September 25th, 1973, something happened that turned my life upside down. We all woke up in the middle of the night to a loud thump. My mom turned on the lights and there was Rosie on the floor next to her bed. She was pronounced dead when the ambulance arrived. We'll return to Rosemary's story and her quest for meaning in just a moment. But right now, I have President Phil Kwiatkowski here to tell us how you can get more connected to what's happening here at Pacific Garden Mission. Hi, Phil. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Timothy. Yeah, well, you know, some of our listeners want to go deeper beyond these dramatic testimonies to experience how God is moving here at the mission. And how would someone do that? Well, the best way to learn about our ministry is to visit and see for yourselves. The next best option is to sign up for PGM News. And what's that? That's our monthly newsletter, and it highlights the lives of mission guests. We recently featured the story of Robert McKinney, who was captured by drugs and depression. And just a few months ago, we shared about Shamiz, a single mother who slept on a train with her children until the conductor told her about us. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. 
PGM News includes a lot of details about our work, the ways we help guests, the meals we serve, and how we share the love of God. For anyone who cares about what we're up to here, this newsletter will be a regular encouragement to you as you can stay more closely connected to how God is moving in and through the mission. That sounds great. And how can our listeners get signed up to receive it? It's completely free. All you have to do is write and ask for a subscription. Our email address is unshackled at pgm.org. Or you can write us at 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. Be sure to include your address. Can you access any more of the stories you are referencing online? Yep, at pgm.org. We have a bunch of videos under Stories of Change, where you can see and hear people explain in their own words how Jesus Christ has transformed their lives. Wow, that's really neat. Well, thanks for joining us, Pastor Phil. And we hope you will write in to get your issue of PGM News Today. My mother was consumed with grief for Rosie. Though I cried, deep down I felt liberated. So did my brother. Still, I felt sadness since she had been the closest thing I had to a mother. Rosie had raised me more than my own mom. But now, with my brother finishing high school and Rosie's daughter moving away, my mom and I finally had some time for just the two of us. How was rehearsal? Good. I'm almost off book for act two. Okay. Off book means you have all your lines memorized. Oh, good job. Thanks. This tastes good. Rosie was always the cook, not me. I like your food better. Have you thought about what you're going to do when you graduate? Well... I'm finishing early, you know, in the winter. Uh Uh-huh. I'd like something to do while I figure out what's next. I thought maybe, I don't know, I thought I might want to volunteer in a nursing home. Where'd that come from? I don't know, honestly. I just have a feeling inside, like, like, that's what I should do. I started to feel God working within me, though I didn't know it was Him at the time. It was when I went to the nursing home, the year after I graduated, that I had a really meaningful spiritual encounter. It'd be fun to do a craft with them today. Do you have any materials I could use? That's a great idea. That woman over there, Cheryl? Yeah, I know Cheryl. She used to be an artist. Well, she still is, I suppose. Just waiting for someone like you to draw it out of her. Let's see what we have. How's your day going? Uh, you know, just... Trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do with my life. You're 18? Yeah. You've got plenty of time to work that out. Aha! Popsicle sticks. Ooh, perfect. And here's some paper. In case you want to glue them down or color them or... I don't know. I'm not an artist. This is great. Thank you. Hey, can I show you something? Yeah. I have one idea for you about what you can do with your life. Oh, great. I thought you weren't an artist. This is an easy one. Do you know what that is? A T? A cross. Oh, like Jesus? What does he have to do with me? Way over here, that's you. I'm so far away. Because of sin. You, me, all of us. Sin separates us from God. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. I got punished for a lot of things I didn't do wrong when I was a kid, but I still messed up. Like, 
stealing and stuff. I know I deserve to be punished for that. My girl, that's why Jesus died on the cross, to pay the penalty for your sins. But what can I do to make up for what I did? Nothing. Well, ask for forgiveness, repent, but then you don't do anything. Will that make God happy? Yes, very much so. I thought you were going to tell me what to be when I grow up. No, no. That's not the point of your one and only life. This is the point. This love, this grace, this transformation. It will inform everything that comes next. We pray together. I ask God to forgive my sins and ask Jesus to come into my heart. And for the first time in my life, I knew how real love felt. I wanted to tell everyone. What a hit! Woohoo! Go! Run faster! Come on! Come on! Save! What does this remind you of? Being at a baseball game together? You and me fetching water? So we could buy ourselves a snack? We made it. I wouldn't have made it without you. Likewise. And we didn't just make it. You're in college. And me? Well, I'm on a new adventure. Who would have thought? What kind of new adventure? What's this? I gave my life to Jesus. I'm going to heaven, and you can too. You can have that pamphlet Savita gave me from the nursing home. You get into heaven by acting right and doing good stuff. No, you get into heaven by repenting of the bad stuff you've done and receiving the forgiveness and grace that's freely given. That's not right, Rose. I'm telling you. And I'm telling you. That's not how it works. I am still praying for my brother and trusting in Jesus' timing. It was hard for me that he couldn't share my joy. I got a Bible and started attending a local church. I was put into a Sunday school class with other teenagers where I made friends and began growing in my faith. The following summer, I started working with children in Bible clubs. I enjoyed teaching them, and I even wrote stories to help bring the Bible to life. Jacob, your mom's here. Now, how'd it go with the fifth graders today? It went great. I really like that age group. I read them a story I wrote about Adam and Eve, and at the end, I invited the kids to ask Jesus into their hearts, and two of them raised their hands. Wow, that's incredible, Rosemary. You really have a gift for this. For what? For ministry, evangelism, writing. Actually, I came over to ask you about your stories. Do you think we could use them in our phone ministry? Really? You want to? I mean, yeah, definitely. Isn't that like for adults, though? I think your stories will resonate with people of all different ages. They are creative and well, they are true. I was so excited that the leader thought my stories had potential to move people's hearts. I wished I could have gotten paid to write Bible stories for a living. But I got my first job as a home health aide. I was still living with my mom, and she continued to make my life difficult. Then, one day, I called my supervisor. Hello? Hi there. It's Rosemary. How you doing? You coming in today? I think, um, I need a different job. What? I need to be making more money. 
This is a very typical salary for someone just out of high school. I know, but I need to be paying for my mom, too. What do you mean? She says I owe her for... for raising me. Hello? Ms. Fallon? Hi, is Rosemary here? Uh, yeah, she's... Ms. Fallon? What are you... You're coming with me. What? Get your things right now. <laughs> Fine, take her. No skin off of my back. One less mouth for me to feed. So good riddance! That all you need? I don't have many things. All right, let's go. Miss Fallon took me to her home outside the city. She got me into a work rehabilitation program and helped me get into college, too. Free from my mother's influence, I began to truly flourish. This looks amazing. Do you like fish? I should have asked. Oh, I eat anything. I saw your scores came in from last semester. Did they look all right? All right. Rosemary, you got straight A's. Seriously? Yes, girl. I hope you are dreaming big because you've got a bright future ahead of you. How'd it go today? Good. The bus from the Vocational Rehab Center passes right by the Hall of Justice. Do you know that place? I sure do. I want to work there someday. I love the verse that says, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Philippians 2.13 This dream of working at the Hall of Justice was one such example of that. I started studying criminal justice, and when I learned of an opening in the probation department and family court, I applied and got the position. I stayed active in my church as well, serving in a jail ministry and teaching four- and five-year-olds with my best friend, Renee. How many more weekends of the littles do you think you got in you? We should wait till we're further away from the church to talk about this. You know I love the kiddos. I do too, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't thinking about new ways to serve. Like what? Okay, so I've seen some folks doing street ministry on Jefferson Avenue. Really? Yes, and every time I walk by, I think how I'd love to get involved. Well, we should find out who they are. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, you want to go grab brunch? Yes, but I probably shouldn't. I ate out yesterday, too. You're a working woman now. You can live large, at least a little. Yeah, but I don't want to just spend that money on me. Well, what else are you going to spend it on? I just signed up to sponsor a child in Africa. Of course you did. I haven't made this much money before, and I just want to do a good job. You know, giving it back to God. Especially to help kids who need it more than I need brunch. That's very admirable of you. But I really want food. How about my treat? You don't have to do that. Let me help you help the children. I continued my job in the family court until one day... I saw a sign in the building that said, Surrogate's Court. Once again, I felt a longing in my heart that I would like to work there. I had to take a civil service test and wait several years for an opening, but eventually I became full-time there. I loved my new job, and it seemed there was a reason God had been moving in my heart to transition me out of the children's ministry.
Did you have any idea they were going to announce their closing today? No. Why does a church close? I guess they stop growing or run out of money. Uh, well, to do the kind of work they want to do. What are we going to do now? Where are we going to find another church? That girl you work with, Frida. She's got a church I think we should check out. And guess what? What? They got a street ministry on Jefferson Avenue. I am 62 years old and still joyously sharing the good news of salvation through Jesus on Jefferson Avenue. I also serve at a local mission and a juvenile detention center through the same church. I am still giving out the money that God gives me to help others. Since I was sexually abused as a child and deprived of water, I am most passionate about donating to organizations that rescue children from sex trafficking and provide clean drinking water to those who need it. I often think about the story of Joseph in the Old Testament, thrown into slavery by his brothers. God redeemed his story as he eventually became a great ruler who saved the people of Egypt from famine. He told his brothers, He thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. Genesis 50:20. Only God can transform our suffering and bring meaning through the hardship we endure. I praise him that he has done this for me. Listening friend, we hope you find the same life and joy in Jesus that transformed Rosemarie. And if you know any children living through abusive situations, we hope you'll be a rescuer like Mrs. Fallon was. And if you are hungry for the same love that Rosemarie found in Jesus Christ, please know that it is available to any and all who seek it. If you have never put your faith in Jesus Christ, why not do so now? Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 promise that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you would like help making this crucial decision, feel free to get in touch with us at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607, or call 1-888-NEED-HIM. The telephone number in Chicago, 312-492-9410. Visit our website to learn more about this ministry, unshackled.org. One listener writes, I have heard your broadcast for a long time. You inspire me to keep courage. Thank you so much for your life-changing stories. Please keep on doing God's work and spreading the gospel to the entire world. Well, thank you, Brielle, for taking the time to reach out. We could not do what we do without the encouragement and support of listeners like you. Every week, Unshackled is heard in the 50 states and around the world on great radio stations like WMBV, Selma, Alabama, 
and KSCK, Sterling, Texas. If you enjoy our program, would you do us a favor? Contact the manager of your local station and thank them for bringing you Unshackled. This is program number 3,642. Heard in the true story of Rosemarie Florio were Cheryl Lynn Galemo, Elizabeth Argus, Allison Voller, Michael Walner, Anna Maria Alvarez, and Mara Kate Burns. Original music and audio engineer, Don Vadorf. Sound effects, Michael Walner. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Script, Samantha Beach. And I'm Timothy Gregory. Unshackled is produced by Pacific Garden Mission to show through true stories. And if your life is empty, it can be filled to overflowing. Please write today. Your letter means a great deal to us. The address, Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. So, until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory reminding you that the doors to Pacific Garden Mission are open night and day. Thanks for listening, and may God bless you.